Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we discuss the films in the DC Cinematic Universe one individual minute at a time. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name's Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Tim, and you can find me on the Suicide Squad cast podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Alan Fire. Coolio. Uh, well, today we are on minute number 104 of Man of Steel. And uh, the minute's going to start out with uh, uh, a crowd of people in Metropolis gazing up at uh, at the Black Zero as it starts to come into sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to end with uh, the world engine slamming multiple items of debris and other <laughs> uh, objects onto the ground. We'll have to talk about those objects. Big old gravity machine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like I said in last yesterday's minute, uh, this went from what is that to, you know, is that what I think it is? Like a very like, oh boy, that's an alien ship. Yeah, man. Above the city. Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot to mention like how nicely that, that ship is rendered. Like in in, in mm-hmm. the scheme of like, you ever see like those videos when you were younger uh, of like Star Destroyers in New York City and like people were really good at like those kind of After Effects little videos. You see stuff like that? Yeah, I and think I know what like, you're talking just about. Like high rendered, just yeah, it was like the documentary kind of style. Yeah, of, yeah like a Cloverfield kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I love that about this is that it, you get those kind of documentary shots of like, look at this UFO in, in the sky, and it's kind of cloudy, and it's kind of it's real. Looks, it's nice to look at, you know, as a 3D model, and you know, and it's just kind of really cool that they they render that thing so nicely, and it, and it, it kind of stands the test of time, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's really mm-hmm. nice to look at. Um, yeah, one of the things I really like about this design of the Black Zero as well, because it, uh, what you've seen in the past with so many UFO type of uh, things coming into this, you know, into the, above a city, they always tend to be very horizontal shaped type of UFOs. That's kind of mm-hmm. like the more classic type of uh, stereotypical UFO. And I really like this one because it's very vertical. It's and it's and it's got that great. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of looks crab like, but it it really has a menacing look to it as well. And uh, yeah. so this, I think this looks great, especially when you're doing this worm's eye view, looking up at it. Uh, it's super effective. Like when you're kind of seeing it in between um, the buildings and all that. Like I, I would I would be completely terrified if I saw yeah. this. It's a scary ship, yeah, and the fact it that is. it's still and it, it's a weapon as well. It's like oh mm-hmm. man. Come on, you kidding me? Yeah. I like that it's not going that kind of uh, trendy tentacle kind of like UFO things that they were doing like back in 2008, like every UFO ship was kind of like... Like uh, War of the Worlds. Transformers. Transformers. Uh, What was the other one? Um, There was another film. Men in Black 3 had alien ships that were... Didn't see it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they had like... it's They try to look like centipede like uh also uh, avengers yeah yeah <laughs> that other yeah, superhero Ch- film Chintamar- nope the that's chitari no chitari chintamani that's from uncharted <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> among the group of people that noticed the uh black zero above metropolis is the daily planet which yep. includes perry white and i love perry white's expressions here because they don't look scared they look more pissed off almost like uh <laughs> i knew this was gonna happen 
this is terrible. We let it get to this. Kind it's kind of kinda true. Like Perry's thinking like the past couple days that all this, maybe even weeks that all this like alien nonsense from Lois Lane, mm-hmm. like now this is end game. And he's just probably like, oh man, <laughs> like what, how did it get from one of my employees chasing down this random drifter and her making up some wackadoo alien story to an actual massive ship over my building? Like, oh man, that's got to be. He's just kicking himself right now. Yeah. And, and well, why are none of these reporters doing any reporting at this moment? <laughs> that's I mean, kind of true. I don't see I, yeah. anybody writing. There's, nobody's typing anything up. <laughs> I guess at this point, they're just kind of looking like, okay, it's it's nothing else matters at this point because it looks like yeah. we're all going to die. Should we bring up the uh, the elephant in the room, which is the... Don't af- say that about Perry. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> the um, Now, this is... I'm, I'm serious. This is kind of... Now, this might be touchy. The after effects of 9-11 and this scene. Didn't, oh, uh... See, now we're thinking about it. Now everybody is thinking because why aren't these reporters reporting anything? Well, if it was pre-9-11, there probably would be people like go run into their Quotrons and, and typing up, they, you know, getting their Polaroids and taking pictures of it. But now, post-9-11 world, it's like, oh, ominous figure in a massive building. Things are starting to mess up stop working stop everything let's pay attention to what's going on because i'm mesmerized all right let's get the hell out mm-hmm. yeah i mean i it's think it's heavy. i think it's a very realistic type of reaction uh, you know mm-hmm. i i think regardless of what your role or job would be i mean this is this is an absolutely stunning and terrifying sight so, yeah I think I think all the reactions are justified. I mean, I'm joking about somebody, you know, not writing up a story at that point in time. Because I mean, oh yeah, no, I totally get it. Would be doing, yeah, yeah. I totally. I was just. I was more curious as to what, um, I guess, a general audience would think about watching this scene after, you know, you know, post post nine eleven, kind of thing. I mean, but like that's just you can now you can have any movie that comes out now that has some sort of destruction in a big city, and it's like, oh, is that. How do you feel about that? I hate now to, it's just stupid. I hate to bring yeah. up another film because I don't want to compare them, but Pearl Harbor, when they're all just staring at the planes going by, yeah. and they're like, mm-hmm. hmm, and they like let it happen kind yeah. of thing. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so he, General Zog says, uh, to bring the world's engine online. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> So we talked about the phantom drive. The phantom drive. Um, The human race has had many clues up until now. Uh, This last one being a giant pillar of light, seemingly a pillar of light that comes from the black zero to the world engine. Yeah. That should probably be a big clue for you, right? About what? That it's a a laser. Is it a laser? Is it a beam of light? It doesn't. No, do I think at it's first. just. I think it's just a way to visually show that gravity is moving around. Oh, it or so something. we don't see it. If this was a real thing, if there was a terraforming machine that changed the mass of Earth and and messed with its gravity, I don't think we would see the effects of it. I think it would maybe like around it, the gravity would be a lot higher, like how we do see the pulsating. I don't know. We'll see that. We'll see yeah. the shockwaves, but we don't see the pillar of light. The pillar of light is to show that it's online, right? I think the pillar, yeah, it's just to sh- it's just for movie purposes. Okay. If it was really happening, it wouldn't be there. Fair enough. Because well, I, I mean, that, though. 
Yeah, that's true. We don't, yeah, exactly. We don't know. <laughs> it's just speculation. Um, I think the pillar of light is just supposed to be to just to just show you that there's something happening. That's mm-hmm. just there because later on in the minutes, you know, spoilers. We get Clark, Cal underneath the pillar of light. It's not doing a damn thing mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was like Wolverine like breaking his skin apart and he was like healing right after quickly, like you know, kind of deal. But one wrong movie, wrong superhero. And two <laughs> that would never happen. So let's just move on. Cool. <laughs> I can see Hugh Grant as Superman. <laughs> Hugh, Gr- Hugh Grant. Who did I say? Oh my God. Hugh Jackman. Sorry, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I, can, I cannot uh, see Hugh Grant as. I can. Grant. <laughs> it's gonna be like a rom com. Is that what we're yeah. doing here? Oh Please. man. Oh my gosh. So we actually So we put him in like one of those. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. Go ahead. God. I was just going to say, put him in just one of those muscle suits. Don't even let him work out or anything like that. Just <laughs> one of those cheap Halloween costumes. Uh, a whole movie. Uh, there we go. Hugh Grant, missed opportunity. Hugh Jackman as Superman. I could see that. Um, but he'd be a very old Superman. Uh, so, what's going on over at the World Engine, over by the Indian Ocean? Some cool little visual effects. We got water coming. I must, I must go. I'm sorry. I, go for, for it. those of you not looking at me sitting on a couch next to Mark, I put my hand up to stop him. Um, <laughs> I wanted to go back and talk about, we, we mentioned it in, I think it was a couple minutes ago, where we had the uh, General Zod's command deck, and you know, mm-hmm. you see the giant thing. We get to see the full size, not full, but we get to see a lot of Metropolis through there. One, it's beautiful. Tim said it was very Romanesque uh, Empire and stuff. I 100% agree. It's beautiful. They did a similar shot uh, on Mount Olympus in another Immortals. Henry, in Immortals. It's beautiful. I mm-hmm. love those things. Um, but there was always, and this is one thing that I remember and I always remember. Right after we got out of the movie, there was somebody that was, uh, was somebody that we went with didn't like it. Didn't like the end fight scene or whatever. It was like they were talking about how many buildings were destroyed and how big Metropolis was during that last fight scene. And then I always wanted to like go back and say like, uh, don't you remember like General Zod looking out on the Black Zero and just seeing the endless amount of buildings? Metropolis is a massive city. Like that's yeah, and I wrote Metropolis. down here. Yeah, I wrote down here. Metropolis is huge, justifies a final fight. I've always mm-hmm. felt that. It was just one of the biggest things about it, even on the internet. People are like, why, why is Metropolis so big? It's like they were just fighting through building after building after building. It's like, obviously, you don't know how big Metropolis is. I'm sorry, man. You can't have it's, your argument here. Yeah, it's a fictional city, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a huge, huge city. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I get so frustrated when I hear people griping about little things like that. Right? Like, that's, just, <laughs> yeah. that's, people, that's people, like, looking for a reason to dislike something. Like, yeah. they're stretching at that point. It's like you didn't complain when, you know... Well, go, me, go, Goku fought Cell in the city, and it's like everything was getting destroyed. It's like, oh, that was awesome. It's like, okay, this is the same exact thing. Well, I was gonna say, um, it's like it's not a fundamental issue. A fundamental, fundamental issue was, you know, Jonathan Kent saying maybe you should let those kids yes. die in that bus. That's when you mm-hmm. go, all right, you have a point there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, there's something else that actually happens in this minute that might be a fundamental issue, mm-hmm. but. The size of the city isn't a fundamental issue. That just is Metropolis. That's that the name is Metropolis. Yeah. Like what? What else are you gonna like? It can't seem endless. Yeah, I get um, it. Or it can, it can seem, seem endless. endless. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean no, to backtrack and stuff. I just I'm glad you I pointed will... that out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the world engine is is uh, 
it's doing all kinds of stuff right now. Yeah. So it's, when we go to the Indian Ocean. Yeah. That's you, it. That's the world end. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, we're on the same page now. I'm caught up. We're back. Cool. Well, that's where we um, yeah. actually see the first effects of gravity, right? Mm-hmm. In the, yes. Over in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the it's, little water droplets. Things are bubbling. Water is <laughs> raising up from from the ocean. It's toiling and it's boiling. Yeah. It's <laughs> the uh, world engine is spewing out flames. It's spewing out smoke and lightning <laughs> and gravity and water. And it's like the most <laughs> metal thing I've ever seen. It's like a metal <laughs> album cover and... Yeah. It's like a Dragon Force is about to start playing out of nowhere. Uh, mm. This is when Metallica runs in, or like this is this is like a a scene out of Death Clock or something. Uh, <laughs> it's really cool. It's a you know the World Engine, it's the uh, one man metal band. Yeah. Um. So it yeah it's, it's I like the storm cloud that that comes I out love of the, the 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 lightning. We get an effect. explanation in tomorrow's minute, but. But that storm cloud. The heat lightning. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really cool effect. Um, and it, it makes it look uh, so kind of archaic or uncivilized that it that it does that. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy it. Um, but Now, I, I'm sorry. You had asked you... if this was the equivalent to dropping an atomic bomb. Yes, I did. Do you want to touch on that? Yes, that's my answer. <laughs> yes, it is but the to equivalent the Kryptonians, to is this like the similar thing? Oh, yeah. To a Kryptonian? Absolutely. Like this is this is dropping the atom bomb. Yeah, this is it. This is they're going to they're just starting to shape a world to their needs. Mm-hmm. But then again, like Kryptonians don't think like us. They think like this is what they have to do. This is this is our mandate. Wrong show. This is our purpose uh, to do this, to, to survive, to, to do other colonies. You know, we're exploring. We're. We're creating our own Krypton. Like, that's just... Maybe they don't even think about it being as a destructive thing as it should be. Mm-hmm. That's just my thought. But I agree. To a Kryptonian, I'm pretty sure... If I was a Kryptonian, I would think this is the same as dropping an atomic bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jaxer says something. He says the line, and I don't know if I'm getting this right. We are now a slave to the world engine or enslaved to the world engine? He says we are now... Sl- uh, does he say a slave? He says we are now slave to the world engine. Slave. It's just yeah. we're slave to the world engine. Yeah. They're just in tandem. They're connected. So that basically implies that you know once they initiate this process, there's no stopping it. Yeah. Turning the keys. So, yeah. There's yeah. no stopping it. Turn the keys. If you destroy one... The other one just gets destroyed as well. So we get an explanation for a little bit of spoilers, what happens yeah. later. I like that they right. wrote that line that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really, that's a really good line to have. And just barely caught it, even doing it minute by minute. But like, yeah, that's a cool line to have. And I, I, I enjoy that they wrote it that way. They use that wording that, you know, mm-hmm. they're now mm-hmm. slave to the, to the world engine. Um, mm-hmm. And then. What happens after that? What happens is that there's innocent people getting slammed to the street by a massive gravity weapon, Mark. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the world engine kind of with this kind of beautiful shot of a drop of water right before it happens. It decides, yeah. hey, we're going to push the gravity back down through the core back up into Metropolis and slam it back down. And repeat this process over and over. Um, 
But what happens uh, to the people in Metropolis who didn't leave the city yet and who are right underneath the world, uh, the Black Zero, I'm going to get this confused a lot. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, they, the cars, debris, they are picked up. Uh, and in my mind, they are insta-fossilized. Insta-fossilized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, they're just like slam. You think they made like, they're pushed in there. <laughs> Imprints? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah? Uh, it's not just like Pompeii. It's like there's like a person like wet cement. I mean, they, they have to be pulverized, right? I mean, if you look at what's happening, they're, they're, this gravity wave is crushing cars. Yeah. You know, against, they're go- they're uh, gone. against like a hardened surface. Yeah, so they've got to be gone. You know, when I've watched this scene uh, over and over, like I knew there was cars being pulled up, but I hadn't really thought like, you know, uh, we're people being pulled up on their own without mm-hmm. the cars. Like when I first saw this, I was kind of thinking, okay, so it's just acting on metal because that's, you, you largely see a lot of metallic uh, cars being affected and all that. So, but if you actually take a look at this scene and, and if you pause it, like <laughs> I was actually quite surprised, like how many mm-hmm. bodies were flying up through yeah. here. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Doing this minute by minute is the first time. I know people are getting killed in this kind of, chapter of this film because i've seen the movie enough time to, to know that you know certain scenes and especially in tomorrow's minute uh we'll see definitely you know clear examples of mm-hmm. yes that person I, that i'm looking at like i've gotten to know what that person is and then see them die mm-hmm. here yep. i didn't notice but doing it minute by minute you can pause it and be like those uh, that's about 10 people yeah. in the sky right yeah. now and then it uh yeah, it comes back down. It just crushes them, and, and there's no way. Barely, very violently gets slammed down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's terrifying because something similar really happened in life, kind of mm-hmm. like that where people fell. Um, and yeah, this, this is going to bring up a lot of questions later on in in tomorrow's minute. But that's how <laughs> this one ends, and it's it is the dropping of of a nuke in the Kryptonian mind. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a pretty, but the reaction is, is, is I think more important. So yeah. going into tomorrow's minute, there's a lot to talk about with this. Okay. Um, Cause there's a lot of questions, but that's all I had mm-hmm. for this one. Yeah, man, we can, I'm good. Tim. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say one last thing about this thing. I think the whole mechanism of what this machine was doing is pretty terrifying. Like it's something like we've never seen before. Yeah, you know, uh, just using gravity to slam things up and down. Uh, it was it was visually um, intense to watch. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. So, so sound I, effects yeah, let's too. Save, let's right, right. So let's save the rest of this for tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet deal. So, alrighty, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up today. And if you enjoyed everything you heard, don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Leave us a great review. Don't forget to go on iTunes and also check out Tim's podcast, Suicide Squadcast. All the other Squadcast shows that they got. They got DC TV Squadcast and DC Comics Squadcast. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.